0: and this is a pre-recorded session. Uh, it's Passionate, which you see, which you saw at the introduction and, of course, it's Avery and Tony having a conversation about something that Avery's excited about. So, And, and interestingly enough, I don't know what it is that uh, we're necessarily going to talk about today, but um, I'm excited to find,
1: find out in just a minute. So, Avery. Well, I, I found that the best way to get somebody to really think, if you like, if you know what I mean, is to spring the subject on them. So well, so t- today it's about you spreading the subject on yeah, them. I'm springing, springing I'm springing the subject on so you. So I have no
0: idea as to what this is about, so, apart from the fact, I think mean, it's about political correctness, is okay, it Okay,
1: you must have overheard me something. I have, I have, yes. I have, I have. Yeah, I have. Uh, political correctness is uh, a thing that's very prevalent nowadays. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, it does f- follow on from the discussion that you had with uh, James uh, a couple of weeks ago that one, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, I think it ties in with it yep. and I thought it would be a good one for us to discuss okay, let's, so, go. let's go everybody, so you're going to find out as much about this as what I do because I've been so opening an idea uh, when I was thinking about the subject that we should do, I, d- I decided to take a look to see what I could find out um, if there had been any from what I, from my experience has been, that, that the political correctness tends to be from the younger people. Mm. So I wondered what older people thought about it, and I looked to see if there's any any research, and I found out the Australian Seniors Insurance Agency, they'd contracted a company called, uh, they're a polling company called Core Data, to do a survey on this, and Core Data interviewed a thousand people aged over 50, and. Uh, 88% of those people thought that uh, modern Australia was too politically correct. 85% said that the, uh, uh, they found that the millennial social etiquette was confusing. 88% thought people in modern Australia were p- too politically correct, and 86% said that the drive to be politically correct was ruining society. And it's that. All big right. Problem. Well, take okay, what I want to talk about. Well,
0: what do you think was their understanding about being politically correct then? Okay.
1: Well, the thing that I was wondering is what they think politically correct means. Well, no, so I guess
0: that's the question I'm so, asking. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: as an older guy... You are. Well, I'm older than you. Yeah, by a few months. By only a few months. I won't hold that against you. How, how would you define political correctness? Well, um, I thought you were going to help
0: to define it for me. So, well, I guess, I guess my view of political correctness and other people's understanding of political correctness is that it's um, it's saying and doing things that are either helpful or unhelpful. So, if we say something about somebody or something or a group of people, um, it is viewed as perhaps. Can be viewed whatever that perspective, whatever that whatever people are saying, can be viewed as being um, over the top, incorrect. So I guess what it's doing is it's it's outside. Um, so a lot of people I think see statements that politicians make, that other people make, that as being uh, extreme. So. Um, so there was a time where we were able to say things about people and it seemed to be acceptable. Today those same sort of things that we would say about certain groups of people are simply unacceptable. And I guess that's what people are uh, sort of pushing back against, that sense of, you know, saying the correct thing. So, what is, so I guess people get confused
1: about what is the correct thing. So I think f- from what I think you're saying is that when you're being politically correct, you're trying to use words that will, uh, where you're trying to avoid causing insult or injury, you know, emotional injury if you like, mm. to people who are already m- uh, marginalised, discriminated against, uh, you know, uh, coloured people in the in the country, for example, gays. Uh, you're trying to avoid causing offence, insult, etc., to them. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Uh, right, good, good. So that's, uh, that is. so. I guess there seems to be a lot of things
0: that people would argue are now um, politically correct or politically incorrect, depending on which type of view you have. Um, whereas in the past, you could say I mean, one of the things that came to mind is uh, when I was a kid. Um, you know, we used to refer to Italians as dagos. Yeah. You know, and um, and you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that today, you know, because I know that there are people in the community who will be offended. I don't want to offend people. Back in those days it seemed to be okay. It wasn't okay, I don't think, Well, it but was, they seemed to be, it was more acceptable by the community to be able to say those things and get away with it and people not talk about how they were offended by it. I think today the poor problem is well it's not a problem, I think it's a good thing, that people are more aware of those things being said and they're more likely to say I find that inappropriate or hurtful or harmful in some way.
1: Yes I agree, agree about that. The thing I would say is that we can't really criticise what the world was like when you and I were t- in our 20s because we've moved on since then, that we oh, we hold
0: on, I, we there's lots of there's lots of things that I think I did when I was
1: and said earlier uh, in my life that I feel embarrassed about oh, today me too so I'm, I'm, you know. when I say that we we shouldn't judge them is what I'm trying to say because that was everybody was in was was like that well, most, well there was most people Culturally,
0: later. the culture and acceptability yeah. around certain issues has changed and since then. Absolutely. And that is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh,
1: there's, a, a, there's a Dr. Kevin Donnelly. He wrote a book called How Political Correctness is Destroying Australia. He says it's a threat that is posed by the left side of politics he cites examples such as Qantas instructing its flight attendants to stop using the words mum and dad he criticized the sydney university's debating club uh, because they endorsed g- gender diversity and he criticized those who called out israel fallow for his homophobic rants uh, do you believe c- political correctness is a left uh, left-wing phenomenon or do you think the right wing can be politically correct as well Well, it's a good question. I don't know
0: whether I actually observe. um, I think the left probably takes more exception to the language and the types of languages used than, than it appears to be the right, you know. In Australian politics, I don't know whether I see all that much of it, but you certainly see more of it in the US politics. I guess, where you've got, you know, a very extreme president who says and does things that, that are just incorrect and just stupid and just, you know, the man's an idiot, let's face it. But, um, so, and there's a lot of pushback, I guess, against him for, you know, telling uh, coloured people they should go back to where they came from, you know. Is that a left? So, let's take that as an example. Um, it isn't just the left that have pushed back against that. I mean, some, some of the right also have pushed back yeah. against that sort of language. Um, is, that politically, is that politically incorrect? Well, it, well it's just incorrect. I think mean, maybe we ought to get rid of this word political and just talk about what language is correct and what language is incorrect. Oh, that's a good point. And I think that if we're saying that uh, a language, the type of language that I'm expressing around a certain group of people is offending that group of people, then we just need to be conscious of that and change our language. I don't think it's about the left or the right pushing back against that. I don't think we should say things against people because they sit on the opposite side of the spectrum politically to us either. That, all, that is harmful or hurtful to them. We should not call them names necessarily, even though I just called Donald Trump a name. Um, but I guess maybe there's an exception to every rule. <laughs> that's, that's my exception that's exception only. Um, you know, but if. Um, but certainly, as they're as they're calling out, as they're using language that is harmful to another group of
1: people, then certainly we should we should talk about that. Absolutely. So how did you feel about the the uh, with uh, Israel Folau? He made his homophobic statements in a church. He's free to make that. He's free mm-hmm. to hold those opinions. Yep. I'm, I will defend his right to express those opinions. But how do you feel about the about the things that were said? To him, the way people describe well, him, how th- you, and how do you feel about the way, like I, for example, when well, I criticised uh, what he'd said, I was called a homo, I was I was called uh, not a homophobe. I called him out, I called him out on his on homophobia, and I was criticised for doing so. Yeah,
0: I think there's uh, there's an issue there about you know one one side of feels attacked and then that side and all their followers start to attack yeah. as well. I, I just can't see any great value in that. I mean, we're, the problem is, often we're not gonna shift people's views, yeah. you know? So um, we need to accept that there are certain people that are hold certain views, there are certain people that hold racist views, and no matter what it is that we say or do, they're never gonna shift from those views. Um, and, and if we attack them, that is wrong. You know, if we start calling them names, I think that is wrong and it's unhelpful. I can't see what, it, what we gain from that. If they start to do the same, well, clearly that's wrong as well. It's the same rule that applies to both sides. Yeah. Um, so let's make sure that... Uh, you attack the idea, not the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And let's talk about the ideas, right? You know, I'm more interested, if someone has a racist view, for example, I'm more interested in trying to understand why they have that view. But where does that view come from? And how does that view, that view serve them any good, yeah. you know? And they might have quite reasons that justify that view to them, and they might be quite happy with it. And as far as I'm concerned, that's fine. Just don't use those views to attack other people, diminish other people. And particularly um, with regard to Trump sending them back home, certainly don't use that view to isolate and diminish a certain group of people just because they have a different coloured skin to yourself.
1: Yeah, Uh, I've heard um, heard it said that people call you on on political correctness because it's a way of shutting down the conversation. And and people said it stifles free speech. Mm. And I don't agree. People are free to say what they want, but if they're going to say what you want to say, you've got to expect to be called out on it.
0: Yeah, I have I have an issue with um, you know there's been some right wing people that have been coming to Australia. Um, Milo, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he was, and uh, I don't know whether he made it to Australia or they banned him in the, or we banned him in the I end. Think they banned him. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I object to that. Yeah. I object. yeah, you know, like if this man wants to come to Australia and talk about his stuff, you know, um, there's that guy who's a Holocaust denier. You know he was also oh, yeah. banned from coming to australia his name is a a historian. me. historian yeah yeah another yep. guy you mean um okay fine bring him to australia i mean just because someone has a different view to the to the government or to somebody else doesn't mean they shouldn't have the opportunity to express that view if people want to go i'm interested going along often to hear those views and i know you do this over yes yeah. to what said <coughs> tv stations that are right wing because you know we need to hear what the other people are saying so that we can then mount an argument or have a discussion that's informed yes. about where they're coming from. Yeah. So you know, just by banning these people and proving they've come from Australia doesn't serve us any good because we don't hear what they have to say. OK, so there's this thing about uh, where they might create, um, they might cause other people to think about their subject in a certain way, and they might be able to align people. I reckon those people are kind of already there. You know, like if if I go along to a political to hear a politician or to hear, hear someone speak, I often go along because I'm I know kind of what they're going to say. I, I agree kind of with what they say, and I often want to be better informed. So I'm already yeah on their side. So if people come in and they talk about extreme right wing views, then I guess the people that go and listen to them are people that are already. On their side, I don't think the going can persuade a group of people to.
1: Well, if you if you appear in front of a a Trump rally, for example, you're not going to persuade those people.
0: No, no, no. And yeah. They don't have people there talking uh, left-wing politics or the new green deal or anything like that because yeah. they're not going to be swayed uh, at all. But there, uh, so there's this middle group, though. I think um, who. are... Um, who sit on, there's a group of people in Australia, I think, who, sit, who do sit on the fence. Um, that They might have very strong views in certain areas, but I think they're kind of persuadable, you yeah. know? Particularly if they realise that whatever it is that you're persuading them about is going to you know, assist their hip pocket, make them feel better, do something specifically for them, then those people will move, will yeah. shift. But there's a certain group of people that, no matter what you say, um they're not going to shift
1: yeah the, the thing i was thinking about fr- the freedom of speech and the way that uh yeah, people will say well you're just being a racist mm. with the idea of shutting them down using racism as, as an example just shutting them down is that if you if we were to stop, stop somebody like pauline Hansen, for example from expressing her views then how can we combat them
0: yeah
1: right if she if she says something that i disagree with and she's got the right to say it and I'll defend her right to say it but now that I know what she's saying I can now argue against it I can try and persuade her yeah, people you're talking about there sitting on the fence about why she's wrong and why I'm right yeah that's right <laughs> if you know what I mean not that I'm always right. No, well we know that you're not. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's to be defended though. Yeah.
0: Um but I think that you know if we if, so the, the principle is that I have the right to say what I want to say, providing it isn't offensive or harmful to a specific group of people. So I'm not yes. saying things are harmful to them. Um but I can I can express my views in a vehement. I can be adamant about them, I can be passionate about them, but I don't have to be insulting about them either. And if we're going to have a view, if, we're gonna, if we have that view, then we need to, the other side, whoever they might be, they also need to have the right to be able to be just as passionate, just as adamant, uh, just as forthright as what I am about their particular views. Um, and you're right, we need to listen to them and hear what they have to say.
1: Well, one thing I've noticed, uh, as you're aware, I debate a lot, an awful lot of people who believe in
0: God. Not, and there might be a certain number of those people who are watching this video. Yeah, no,
1: I'm not going to say anything about that. Oh, right, okay. I'm not going to say anything about that. Just as well. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is that very often I find you know, we'll be discussing evolution. It's a very common topic when you're talking to, uh, particularly with Christian creationists. Mm. Now, as I said, I'm not going to say anything about them themselves, I'm not going to or against. What I do notice is that they tend to criticise the subject of evolution and they, they haven't really got any idea what they're talking about.
0: But shouldn't they have the space to talk? So, even if they, so your view is they haven't got any idea as to what they're talking about because you're better informed, you believe, than them.
1: Uh, but m- The point I'm trying to make is that I think that if you're going to argue a particular position, you should spend some time finding out what the other person is, what they think it is. You know? So if, if you and I were going to talk about political correctness, what was the very first thing I asked you? How so do you, it's you define it?
0: a long time ago, Avery. I forgot. Yeah, I know you're old like me. The dementia setting. Yeah. yeah.
1: The very first question I asked you was so that I know that we're taught that any question I ask you is based upon what you think it is. I ask you to define political correctness. Yeah. Because there's no point in in uh, you talking about political correct- correctness the way you think about it and me talking about it from the way I think about it. Now we can talk on the same at the same level. Yeah, the same, yeah. on the, we're talking about the same subject. So the conversation,
0: and I, agree, I believe this is about most conversations, that they should be about asking a series of questions that helps to inform us about where the other person is coming from. And then you can argue and the then, well, it's, it's, well I think often, see the thing is I think that often by asking questions reveals to the person who's answering the question what they really think. Yeah. Because sometimes I think people have a view or a version of things that um, that they're holding on to, um, th- not through any real significant way, um, but it's something they've heard, it's something they've grown up with, but they've never really given it any great deal of thought. So when we ask them questions that are more in depth about that, they might come to realise that perhaps what they do think isn't actually what they believe. Yeah. What yeah. are the things so that will change?
1: The thing that I find very useful in, in the sort of the debates I do have is to use a Socratic method. Try to lead them to, by getting them to... You ask the question and then you get the answer. Ask another question that leads into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, if we, if you do that, you can, take, so you can get somebody who is uh, diametrically opposed to what you think and bring them across to your side yep. and you can do all that Lot uh, you've got to do it as we've, we're talking about political correctness you, you've got to do that in a way where you're not insulting them you're not insulting their intelligence yep. you're acting yep. as a guide and I think that, that a lot of the things about the political correctness that uh, we've been talking about should be aimed at doing that sort of thing persuading people by by trying to lead them to where you want them to go. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think that we need to be able to identify behaviour too. Um, so, we to actual correctness, political correctness, we're often talking about what pe- what things people say. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the behaviour that's really in question, and and it's also about how that behaviour impacts other people, um, and that's the true evaluation as to whether something is correct or not is to the degree to which it offends somebody else. And I get really offended. I read an article just recently actually everywhere. Um, They were denying... So people have been saying that a certain action had made them feel a certain way. And then someone writes and says, no, they shouldn't be feeling that certain way, you know. And that gets me upset because no one has the right to tell another person how they should be feeling. You know, If I'm feeling distressed about something, that is my feeling, I own that, I'm feeling distressed. Don't tell me I'm not feeling distressed. Yeah. It's just a bizarre thing to do. And I think that those people that object to critical political correctness, or at least language that is unhelpful or damaging, are not understanding how that language affects other people. You know, and part of that problem is, I guess, maybe they haven't had conversations with those people. Maybe they've uh, never been uh, in
1: that position themselves.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, so, thanks very much for that. Though. I've got one more question. Oh, probably. one more question before we yeah, one more okay. question before we go, um, and it follows on from what you've just just now said about uh, people saying about uh, you shouldn't be feeling that way. Mm. Uh, when somebody. Uh, you hear somebody saying something, I don't know, um, against Islam, right? Can you take offense on behalf of that person? Because that is a thing that often comes up with political correctness. Uh, I can have be offended for
0: that person. I can I can have a sense that another person is offended,
1: yes. But yes. can you take offense for, on behalf of... That person says, oh, I don't care. He can say what he wants. Well, I think it's. A, I think it's. A, I think you can
0: have a group of people uh, taking offence, and that's, And there could be some people within that group, whether it be Islamic or whatever, who may not be offended. Gays, you know. Yeah, yeah. and it, it might be. Um, you know, it's like domestic violence. There are you know, domestic violence is violence across the board, emotional, psychological, physical, and financial. But the people experience it differently too. You know, so you can't say that um, someone's emotional abuse is less significant than someone's physical abuse, for example.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and do I take do I take offended? Am I offended at at that? Yes, I am, because I don't think violence towards
1: anybody well, no, 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 is no, helpful. No, I agree with that. The point I'm trying to make is I've heard people uh, somebody will say something to this person here. Mm. Right? This person just shrugs it off. I've been called the spawn of Satan, right? Well, it's, well, there's some truth in that, right? do There may be some truth in it. I've been called the spawn of Satan. Do I, do I care what that person thinks? No should you take offence on my behalf, that's a, you know. Uh, no, well, I sh- well in that case, no, that's no, a good example. That's no, what I mean. No, I
0: shouldn't feel offended for you if you're not going to be offended.
1: Exactly. Yes, that, that was basically the point I was yeah. trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: um, but should I feel offended for a group of people that are, um, th- where, the, where, the, where they're told to go back to where they come from? Yeah, I should be because that is just wrong. Now, there'll be some people who wouldn't give a rat's ass about that within that group. I understand that. but I just see that certain comments I, I will identify as being racist, yes. so or homophobic or something else, or misogynist. So you yeah, know, if I hear that stuff, oh, I can identify that as misogynist. And that might be that might. You know, some people would say, well, that's just being over the top. That's they didn't mean it like that. It doesn't matter how
1: someone means it. It's the interpretation. You know, the saying. And it's the reaction that, you, that the statement that the, well, yes. the person has made gets from the target. Well, is
0: Yeah, there's a saying in communication, it's not the message given that's important, it's the message that's received. Yeah. So you can give best of intent, but the message might be received differently because of that person's experiences and a whole lot of other stuff. The audio you have just been listening to has come to an abrupt end because of a technical fault. Uh, So I'm just adding this at the end just to remind everybody to uh, register with the Child Protection Party if you're already a member then get a declaration from Avery um, and uh, make sure that uh, we have the declarations in by the end of this month. And I want to thank all of you for listening to this particular broadcast. Uh, There will be many more to come. We're trying to do the video version, but it doesn't seem to be working out okay, so we're now stuck to audio. So thanks very much for being with us. Um, And whatever is left of your day or evening or week, I hope it's a great one. Thank you.